Hey everyone, welcome to the first Indie Creators Podcast. We are here in the bar. My name is Arshan. I'm here with John Baltz. Uh, hey everybody. Hey, there he is. Uh, today we've got one of our favorite bands, Hollis Brown out of Queens, New York. Uh, we talk with them a little bit about music, a lot about South by Southwest, and every now and then we take a shot of Fireball. But first, before we get to the interview, we have some business. Of course. Uh, as always, the Indie Creators Podcast is brought to you by Indie Music. Serving independent musicians on YouTube, SoundCloud, and emerging digital platforms, helping artists control their rights while helping them out um, further their career. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Great. So let's get to the interview. Shave your head. That's true. <laughs> I see we have recording. Uh, oh, I'm already recording. Yeah, we're recording. So, all right, uh, we are live in the bar. Yeah, with uh, with Mike and Dylan from Hollis Brown. Guys, welcome to the bar. Hey, what's up? I know we've been chatting for a little bit, but. Figured we could get this thing kicked off proper. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Arshan's got Fireball ready for everyone. It's true. I'm Arshan. That's John. Uh, our voices we're going to handle that in the intro. Yeah. Okay. So you don't have to worry about that. But we're, um, this is, yeah, first podcast. Thank you, you guys com- for coming out and joining us. Arshan is getting fireball. aggressive with Fireball. Well, there's only one way to do it, I think, with Fireball, which is aggressively, I guess. And do Just it do a ridiculously. Quadruple. Absolutely. So this is actually the what the third time you've come to the bar. Last time was to play. Third time. Third yeah. time. This yeah. Is my second, I believe. You did that. You did that. Yeah. So we, we did like a little showcase when you guys were releasing. Um, that's not your. That's not your last record. That's two ago, right? That's our last original. Right. I don't know. Okay. So right right on the train is the. <laughs> Latest original yeah. record from Hollis Brown. We did like a Wait, little. Wait, do you guys think like the Loaded record is a record, like a real? Record? I in our time. I mean, I listen to that record a lot. It's 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 great. Thank it's fun. And when you played it live, I heard. I think you did like half the songs live at one of the shows I went to, and it's it's one of my favorite Velvet Underground albums too. Yeah. So, and it's 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 interesting too because it's, I mean, covers are great when they are not exactly the same as. And I feel like you guys put it, put your own stamp on it, and I think that that sort of that came out in the on the record. I appreciate right. that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I never view it as an actual record. I don't it either. It kind of was like know, a fun like... record, start a project, but like an actual album. I don't know. I wouldn't I, personally. I don't yeah, view well, it. Tell, as like tell us a little album. bit about that. Like, what made you decide to take on that project and put out that? Well, we recording. we did ride on the train uh, in 2013. Cheers. Cheers, everyone. Um, I'm just going to do the fireball on my missile. Yeah. <laughs> With uh, Alive Records. And then we, um, I guess it was a year after the album mm-hmm. came out, I guess Lou Reed passed away. And they were doing this tribute at the Bowery Electric in oh, New York. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Where, like, everybody... Which is like the de facto uh, CBGBs now. They're yeah, right? It's become yeah. like... The, the scene, if the you will. The scene. Yeah, the scene. <laughs> and, um, and so they, every, there was a bunch of people something from TV on the radio, a bunch of big kind of people doing like one song each. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, hey, let's just do the whole loaded record. Jesse so that's how it came Ma- together? Jesse Mallon. Yeah, yeah, so we did it that night at the... At the uh, at Bowery. Yeah. Bowery. That, yeah, yeah. yeah. Whatever. That's a great room too, because like the, the, there's like a mini stage, you get right there on like right 
on stage with the yeah. band almost. And I guess it got picked up that we were doing this by like all these period, you know, like Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, yeah, Hollis Brown's doing Loaded in its entirety. And I guess it just kind of caught. And so I got a call from Patrick, who is the head of Alive Records, and he's mm-hmm. like, what do you guys think about doing a record store day? Since you already know the song, just go and record it. And we're like, okay, let's do it. <laughs> Why not, you know? So we did it. So that's kind of how it happened. So it wasn't like this thing. And then, then and now every show, I swear, people all over. It's every probably show, the most, the most. Every show, people like, yeah, doing loaded What songs, people like, know us for the most on the internet like a one or night thing. You know? So is, is so, there sort of like a, like a, you kind of want to get away from that? Like you no. don't want to. I mean, or a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> we were in the Netherlands and yeah. we were doing this interview, and some guy's like, This is a really interesting choice for a career move to do this as your second album. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. What are you? What are you? We so never thought like, about it. Like it was that. just something yeah. fun. And we recorded it in like two days, recorded it and mixed it. It wasn't like a. So I don't view it as like a. That's impressive. But Two yeah. days? Well, yeah, all that's lives, a rock and roll mixtape. Yeah, it's, lives, it's yeah. funny that you say how we put our own stamp on it because some of the criticism we got from it was that we just did the songs exactly like they were. And we were like, Which we did. We had two days. <laughs> we, could, like, we could try any. So, so we, we were just like had to listening, do it. like, what's that harmony? Oh, yeah. okay. We, every yeah, time we listened, we started the song, like, went yeah. back into the control room to listen to the actual song. Just to make well, sure. Well, that's, that's the thing about rock critics. They always take everything too seriously. It's like it's sometimes a no win, we're man. It's a no win. win. Yeah. But we wanted to do it because it was fun and it just sure. happened. Sure. Yeah. But, well, and that kind of goes back to what we were talking about before the podcast. Just kind of, rock and roll's lost its edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's lost yes. the danger element. He's said that many a time. <laughs> well, because that's what's great about that album is that, like you guys said, you, you jump in there, two days, you record an album, record, mix it, everything, and then it's out the door. And yeah, it was on like shelves and record stores, mm-hmm. which was, and it sold out, which was cool. But yeah. like, I don't know. I think a, I think an album should be original song not all original but like you know an actual so there's, thing there's you're trying to achieve not there's a new push now right like are you, are you guys working on a new record and yeah. there's, there's new just, tour dates this year we just finished our second well or maybe our third i don't know but our second album uh it's <laughs> called three shots it's Dope. gonna be out in may awesome so, uh, yeah we just, awesome. We just started like getting all the stuff together for the planning push. everything yeah. out so all end of last year was finishing up touring for uh ride on the train and yeah. then loaded and then uh, you guys toured with the zombies. Yeah, we were yeah. on tour most of last year. Actually, yeah. it was a lot a of lot. shows. We did like 120 <laughs> shows in 10 countries or something like that. That's something amazing. Like that. So you took 245 days off last. Yeah, no, <laughs> that's that's what <laughs> that I was saying. That was one big one big holiday. Like and we recorded a record too, though. We did record the record. Absolutely. Well, well, I mean, tell us off. tell us a little <laughs> bit about uh, touring with the zombies. What that experience was like working with Rod and Colin and the rest of the guys. It was. I mean, we're playing with them again uh, in a couple of weeks at the House of Blues in New Orleans. Nice. And we're going down. We're playing. You, you feel free to plug your dates, by the way. Yeah. We're, uh, we're out to the internet. The internet yeah. responds. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're great. They're and honestly, I mean, they're like what, almost seventy years old, and they're fucking. Yeah, I mean, that, pretty old. the biggest thing that I, the biggest <laughs> I mean, thing, I mean, like they were tight, man. They were. So they were I mean, so tight musically. Really. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Two of the best rock singers I've ever seen in my entire life. But yeah. um, it took them a while to warm up to us. But. Well, <laughs> well, 
that was so. Like, what happened? <laughs> no, nothing. Like, what did you do to the zombies? It's weird because you like didn't um, hold the door open. They were so nice. Some old guys trying to get into the bar. They were so nice to us. Nice, but they're also you know very established and yeah, we legacy and absolutely. We really tried to give them their space, and then they eventually warmed up. Nice. They've earned the right to have their. But they made Odyssey our kind of like what you do. Like I guess when you're 70, it's like these young whippersnappers. Let's see how good they are live. Right. But I will now say cool. the cool thing about them was one or two of them every night would watch yeah, us. Watch That's awesome. That's every crazy. night. Unreal. Which was cool. You know. Yeah, like, that is. Yeah. I would look up and see like Ron Argent just up there in the wing, just like watching us. Like, and then oh, okay, I pee my pants and awesome. mess everything up. Yeah. So it was, that was cool. <laughs> so you pulled a Fergie at one of your shows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we had the same birthday. Oh really? Yeah. Fergie? Yeah. yeah. That is hilarious. Tarantino, Fergie, and Mariah Carey. Okay, so I have uh, Abraham Lincoln. No, George Washington. Well, he's uh, not as cool as Fergie. Uh, so. Drew and Drew Barrymore. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, really? Some heavy hitters. And yeah. your birthday's coming up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's on Sunday. March on celebrating his birthday oh, Sunday. Yeah. I think we're going to be releasing this post-birthday. Yeah. But yeah, we said Pasha. <laughs> right. But be sure to wish Arshan a happy birthday on Twitter. Yeah. He, he appreciates those yeah. kind of things. <laughs> but with the zombies, the thing that uh, impressed me the most was that, like, with legacy acts, you know, it could look like old guys, like, hanging on. It was the complete opposite. They mm -hmm. had so much fun, so much energy, and just ripped it good. every night. They, they were, were so really good. One good. of the best shows I've ever seen every night. That's awesome. They were phenomenal. Yeah, I caught because I caught the zombies on their 50th anniversary tour, and then, again, when they played in Central Park, and I've never seen a tighter band. Yeah. Really Ever. And I feel like their crowds would respond well to to your guys' music too. Yeah. It's, it's very like it's contemporary, but it, it like it, it 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 knows what the past sounded like too. Um, and their their songs like you're songwriters and, and you know they're they're fully fledged out. So how did how were the crowds at those shows? Great. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. It was it was really good. And am I, am I making this listening crowd? Did you guys do yeah. a, a cruise ship date with them too? No. No, they did that before we met them actually. Oh, yeah, oh that okay. would have been cool, but no. Okay. Um, All right. But they're cool. I mean, we're I guess it's weird to say that we're friends. Yeah. You know, like, it we is played weird. in London a couple months ago and nice. we came to the Colin show. Colin and so Steve came and saw like, us. Colin Blunstone came awesome. to see us like, randomly. So came on and hung out. It was nice. So that's 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 kind of, let's let's talk a little bit about like your genre, like specifically. Um, I guess I what, I, what do you think our genre I mean, is? We have we're, no we're, idea. We're, we're trying, trying to work <laughs> that out right we're now. We're trying to figure that out. I call, it, I call it rock and roll. It's rock okay. and roll. But like, yeah. there's there's also like a little bit of the need to call it Americana rock and roll just because it has a little bit of like, because people don't, there's not a lot of songwriters anymore. And there's something about your band that it feels like it's a band of songwriters. Right. Um, and thinking about European tour dates, Americana is huge there right now. Like they're listening to it, yes. and, it and they're devouring and we're, it. We see that. Yeah. When we were out. So there what are those? Sure. What are those European dates like for you guys right well, now? Well, the, I think they just really love rock and roll over there. You mm -hmm. know, it's it's not, I don't know, spoiled is the word, but you know, over here, rock and roll is kind of taking a backseat, and like, what is rock and roll has like, changed. Like they still just love like. Yeah, guitar music. Guitar, guitar, guitar music. Yeah, yeah the they rock still and roll it. chord. It's not. It's not stale over there anymore. It's still just fresh, and they love it. <clears> but nice. um, I had an argument over what is Americana because I've used that word or like roots rock. Mm -hmm. But like, roots, but like John and our band thinks that like Americana, you have to I have like banjos to and out. fiddles. So you know, what, what do you think? Instead of Americana, Americana is I prefer just American. American rock. Yeah, American rock. That's what I. I mean. That's the stuff that I've always liked, and Americana, I, I, 
I think true Americana is banjos, mandolins. That's what I think of historically when I think of Americana. So does, it, you does know, this go like back to my you? old Kentucky home and right. Dixie and all those? That's like traditional. Sure. Yeah, that's yeah, Americana. Does this go back to where you guys got your name from? Well. I don't know, actually. In a sense, like... I, we always wanted to just be an American band. And, right. And there's great songwriting, a history that kind of you have to... And, and I think we're one of the last bands doing it, to be honest, that yeah. embraces that whole thing. Especially, like, I, I think what one of, the, one of the most interesting things is that, you know, you guys are all obviously from different parts of the country, but you guys are a Queens band. Like, you, you, you play, like, a lot of you are from New York, but usually you don't hear this genre coming out of New York City. It'll be like, oh yeah, we're based, we're That's Kansas really City interesting. I was talking to somebody about that today, how, um, back to like the history of music. That's, I'm, I love the history of music, but mm -hmm. um, I think yeah. bands were very regional, um, historically, like back in, you either a southern sound, or like a California sound, Definitely. or a northeastern, Absolutely. or a midwestern sound. But today, with stuff like the internet, and what we're kind of here, Everybody, it's, it's all just becoming meshed up. For sure. yeah. You can have influences that you never were able to have before. No, you're right, because there was you know a time I mean? where, you know, in, in music, if you said a band was from Seattle, you immediately yeah, that associated that you with knew the sound. What it was about. Right, but now you say someone is from Seattle, they could be yeah, anything. They could, and that's, exactly. I, I mean, I, that's something that I appreciate it about could American music. I mean, looking back more, I was about <laughs> to say, yeah. that dude, from Seattle. Yeah, like, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I think, like, you know, Exposure is very different now than it was, you know, so it's hard to say like we're from New York mm -hmm. Or you're from Cleveland and Ohio But it's hard to pinpoint a sound for a region anymore if that makes sense Well, you know? like friends of mine have said like, you know, the, the New York music scene, whatever it is It's not our sound per se and a lot of people will go. Oh, you guys are swimming upstream being in New York like well, you guys should go to Nashville or something and you know at times we've been like us oh, maybe this isn't our, our place but I mean in, in the long run it's like this is who we are and this is the music we love and, like this is the city we live in and yeah it's yeah. kind of been like not a badge but like, like you know this is who we no, are it's I mean like, I think that's bad advice I mean you like you, you'll you'll be I mean you, you, you stand out from the pack here and you know it's, it's not just that you don't sound like the quote-unquote New York sound, and that's what makes it... Uh, is there even a New York sound anymore? Right. There's, what is, well, there's what 100 percent There's 100% a Brooklyn it's sound. It's a French Brooklyn and Dutch sound. DJ. Yeah. I can see a Brooklyn there's, sound. There's the DJ thing. There's the, uh, you know, there's, there's one drummer, one guy that plays guitar, but he also has seven keyboards. Right. And the lead, singer has, the lead yeah. singer has a hi-hat and a tom, and that's their band. And they and just... If, if they play guitar, they can't play it very well. Right. It's 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 a it's an amazing guitar. But I mean, that stuff sounds that sounds stuff sounds greater in its own like little universe. But yeah. if that band started and there are tons of bands like that, like bands that come out of Jacksonville that have that same sound and you don't say, Hey, go move to New York or go move to LA that's where that's a good point. Where that's better. Um, sorry, you gotta be more specific. There's a lot of Jacksonville's. Uh, Jacksonville, uh, Florida? Florida? Florida is a place, right? Florida is a place. I try not to acknowledge well, no, okay. I, I, here's the thing. I grew up in North Carolina. So okay. Jacksonville, North Carolina, you know, birth Ryan Adams. I don't know if that's is Jacksonville that sound. From, yeah, yeah. Who's that? And, and if it's not, the internet is going to correct me. I don't know. Yeah. 
half this half of this whole podcast is being wrong and getting yelled at. I mean, podcast number one, just like flaming message. Flaming message. <laughs> if, if, please, these guys. Those reach guys, out to us on Twitter. Those, get at us. We our whole goal for this is to get Fergie trending again. Yeah. Fergie P pants trending again. Hashtag Fergie P pants. <laughs> FGPP. Well, you guys can come to our joint birthday party at Pasha. Oh, that's true. Oh man! Wait, is this another event that we need to plug? What, what is <laughs> Wait, this? What? No, Pasha is just a, a douchey dance. I've never been to any of the clubs, but I just there's something so funny about that. <laughs> I just talk about. Pasha Did you like see a, like a uh, the? There's this video on YouTube, so that that narrows it down. But it's uh it's this kid who comes out of a brunch and he's hammered, and someone is videotaping him and he asks him to leave the front of his building because there's drunk kids in front of the in, in front of his building and it's after brunch. So it's these like twenty two year old kids and he just cusses the dude out, My dad owns all of Manhattan and it's in front of Pasha. Yeah. Which has which has a brunch, yeah. 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 My dad owns owns the yeah. Pasha is famous for having the drunkest brunch in the city. The, yeah. Which is either an endorsement <laughs> or telling people to stay away. Take like, that how you, you will. I'll be there, no. I've never <laughs> been to Pasha either. No, I've never been to any brunch. Oh there. yeah, I mean, I'm totally there. Brunch is what we do in New York. Well, place. speaking of the New York music scene, Julian Casablancas from Strokes yeah. left New York because, quote unquote, he couldn't see one more white kid getting brunch. That's why <laughs> he left New York. That's not a bad reason, but I also don't believe him. He's still here. I don't know. He he's still here. here. He's got a place. He's he's living in like, what's that? The, the cabin. We he's saw him there. downtown. Yeah. They did downtown. um they did a show at Shea Stadium. Uh, Did they? Yeah, they when when uh, when that record was coming out, and I still like to call them JC and the Voids because I think that's way better than Julian Casablancas and the Voids. Too many syllables. It's too many. You just, Did they do a show after like a Met game? Uh, no, no, no. Not so, Shea Stadium. No, the, the, the stadium. Oh, uh, Shea Stadium, yeah. the music venue. We can, we can get it that big. What? It could be either. There we can edit that part out. Yeah, sure, can be either way. You know, you know, actually, just just for the internet, that might be a little confusing because there is. Shea Stadium where the Mets play, and there's also Shea Stadium. I think neither one existed. We shouldn't have cleared that up because I want our listeners to be cool enough to know that there's a venue in Brooklyn. I don't believe it's around anymore. Shea Stadium. No, it's definitely still around. It's still open? Yeah, my friend's band. Death by Audio Club. Death by Audio. Death by Audio Club. Shea Stadium is a venue. It's it's um it's actually semi walking distance from here. Yeah. But that night, um, they they released their record, and then they they build it as JC and the Voids. That's all they build it up. That's cool. And some people knew because uh, like the cult record, cult records tweet stuff out like, "Hey, we're putting our record out. We might play in the city tonight." And they did a show that night at Chase Stadium in front of like 80 people. That's cool. Um, the Soto closed on that place. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 A, a friend. That a friend of mine. I thought it was closing too. Maybe they're still kicking. Um, I mean, I haven't heard that it's closing. They've closed a ton of spaces, but yeah, that, that's a little Dropping further out in, in terms of Williamsburg parlance. Uh, but the way I found out that place existed is that a friend of mine, um, she hooked up with one of the guys that owns Shea Stadium. And then she's like, I have to go back to Shea Stadium. I left my skirt there. That's all she said. Oh, so I was okay. like, you went to nice. a ball game? <laughs> In a skirt? And you left your skirt? This would have been way more interesting if your friend hooked up with Julian Casablanca. Yes. Or yeah. a Met player. Or a Met player. <laughs> Really? Yeah, yeah we're, we're lowballing with the owner of Shea Stadium, the venue. <laughs> we'll find out. It's funny that I thought, I thought you meant the real Shea Stadium. I know, right? Funny. That would have been, yeah. Because they're one of the few bands I was like, either. I thought Huey Lewis and the News was like played there. I saw... Uh, Clover used to play Because they have shows after the Met games now. I saw Third Eye Blind. 
Yeah, there? they do shows. Uh, okay. Well, at City Field, I saw Third Eye Blind. That's Field. a bold move admitting to that. <laughs> why, why wouldn't I admit you to that? You went to the game. He that's, I appreciate that. No, I went for Third Eye Blind. I specifically <laughs> bought those tickets. The last person who told me Get out of here. Hold on. You, <laughs> you, you sought out tickets? Yes. Stop no, no, he, he was there for the pre-sale. He was like, they go on sale at noon, I am in for Third Eye Blind. I get wow. emails from the Mets organization so I get discount tickets, but uh, the, it wasn't, well, it wasn't, so, all right, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Jenkins, Richard Jenkins, Matt Jenkins, do you remember his name? Leroy but Jenkins. But it wasn't a great show. The lead singer, it wasn't a great show. It was fine <laughs> because they basically, so here's what they do. Uh, you, you watch the baseball game, they clear the field, and then you can go sit wherever you want to watch. So you sit at home plate, and they pull a stage out on little pulleys, like little trucks, which is actually pretty impressive to see them yeah. set it up. Yeah, yeah. And then they do fireworks. So half the people stay for fireworks because who doesn't love fucking fireworks? And then Everyone one person stays for third yeah. act line, and it was so, you. Well, I had friends that were like, I want to get on the field, because they like select the people for the field, to like stand on the pitcher's mound while they're doing their songs. It, but like they only amplified from the field. They didn't use the speakers in the stadium. So everything was sort of just like, it sounds like if, if there was like two PAs on the field and you are like behind, if you're like behind the screen, like I behind home plate, it sounded terrible. No, but it. like, I, I, I saw Third Eye Blind Hold on, growing Third Eye up. Blind sounded terrible? Uh, I've seen Third Eye Blind, which is my story. Here's, here's the thing. Though. is I'm sure that Third Eye Blind Stephen puts Jenkins, on a great show. I'm sure they're great. The last person I'm sure who, they are. The last person who told me I went and saw Third Eye Blind, I was in high school, and my buddies went to the Cleveland Rib Cook-Off. When were you in high school? Yeah. To see yeah. Third Eye Blind. We need to color this. When, when were you the in high Cleveland school? Cleveland. What year was this? Rib Cook-Off. I would have I gone to that. All right, so hold on. Tell they me got, more about tell me more about tickets. the Cleveland rib cook-off. They got free tickets and they went because they're like, yeah, man. All of a sudden, what were their hits? Did they do Wonderwall? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Good thing I sound real cool. In the Wonderwall. It's no, okay. I okay. saw Third Eye Blind. You definitely in sound cooler than I do. Actually, but... South by Southwest, and there was about Wonderwall. twenty people in this exclusive kind of place. But they shut the whole fucking street down. Yeah. There was like 500 people on the street that were just, and there was two, at South we, by. Get yeah, out of town. <laughs> we no. were about a hundred feet from the from the stage though, and there was like 10 people in the audience. I swear to God, in the place that they actually let you in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then we just random people, but it was the cops. So just, just to yeah, jump, so, just to jump in real quick, uh, this is uh, Indie Creators. I'm Arshan. This is John. We're here with uh, Dylan and Mike from Hollis Brown. Um, we're, we have to be talking about Third Eye Blind for a while. But so we're going we're gonna to stop doing that. Just letting, <laughs> no, no, because we had a great no. segue, actually. Stop the I have to say one thing before we move on from, we move on from we, Third Eye Blind. So my high school band covered Third Eye Blind. Okay. And marching play? band? At After Brown. What did you play? Guitar? I played guitar. We did graduate. You played guitar in the marching band? No. I, I was in band, but I didn't play in the marching band. What are, what are the hits? You know, this is uh, they, they, they did Jumper, they did Sunshine Life. Jumper, what kind of marching band has a guitar player? If you happen to be Rajin? at one of the city's premier karaoke clubs, I destroy Semi Charm Life. I will destroy it. I believe that, that actually. Yeah, it's, okay. it's absolutely great. You are a die-hard Third Eye Blind Not die-hard. Sure. I just love 90s rock music. So I also... Would you go see them again if they came to town? Absolutely. You All right, right. we're going to have yeah. to change the Three Doors Down was also at the Rib Cook-Off. So you guys were talking about... 
you guys were talking about South by Southwest, and obviously yeah. South by is coming up next month. Up. You guys have plans to be out there? Yeah, what, we'll be what down you, there. Yeah, yeah. What, what showcases are you playing? Where can people find you? Um, let the people talk to us. Let the people <laughs> what is going on in Austin, Texas South next South month? By. Well, we're playing with the zombies, actually, again. I told you that before in New That's Orleans. That's Nice. New Orleans, right? Uh, we're New Orleans. playing in uh, Houston with the zombies also. And then we're doing a, a festival called 35 Denton in Denton, Texas. Nice. Okay. We're doing cool. the Outlaw Roadshow, which is... Um, Willie Nelson's... Uh, no, no. Outlaw Roadshow is um, Ryan Spaulding. He runs a blog called Ryan Smashing Life at yep. Boston. And um, Adam Durrett from the County Crows, they put on this um, showcase. So we're going to be doing that, and then we're going to be uh, just doing all the South by stuff, a lot of, a lot of different nice. showcases. A lot of and drinking and tacos shit, and too We're going to try and keep that to a minimum this year. Yeah. Try the drinking or the tacos? I don't know. You can't get away from tacos <laughs> at South by. We Austin will make now. any food product a taco. It's one of the things that I truly respect about them. They do this like a waffle fried chicken taco thing, don't they? You're probably they make yeah. everything a taco. Yeah, if you can if you can make a taco out of it, Austin has done it. And if they haven't done it yet, just me talking about this has given them the idea to put something in a taco. I mean, Here's an off topic question we don't have to answer. Is a taco a sandwich? No. No, a torta. Torta is a sandwich. Yeah. No I have friends that think that burritos and tacos are sandwiches because they're meat so, wrapped in bread. It's mm. a wrap. Your friends are idiots. Yeah. I have really <laughs> dumb friends. Get new friends. <laughs> I might have to. <laughs> no, no, no. Keep, keep your friends. Your friends are good people. Mm. Your friends are the people good. that I've met. Don't know about food. So um, let's let's uh, let's let's back up a little bit. Um, when and this is something that we talk about, you know, uh, you know, with other music people, people in the office. How uh, do you guys still like playing huge festivals? Like, uh, <laughs> no. well, huge, we hate it. Like South by Southwest <laughs> and CMJ. Is, okay. is is there is there sort of like a um, like like you go there like balls to the wall, you do seven shows, um, but every other band does seven shows also. Right. Like, do you feel like right. it's that hard to get really your head above answer. water? Well, yeah, it's especially what, because with South By and CMJ, the media perceives it as this huge thing, but if you yeah. actually go to South By, you can find yourself in a venue with five other people in a band that playing to an empty room. Yeah. Just when you said like big you festival, anyway. everything like Bonnery or Coachella. Oh, yeah. All like, the times you've know. done those, you know, yeah. they get all... <laughs> the old tease. But no, I mean, uh, CMJ and South by something you guys. Every year to? we leave South by Southwest, I say I never want to go back to this yeah. festival ever again. And every year I go back. Yeah. This, this so, will be the band's fourth, fourth year, year and my third. So, okay. No, wait. Will it be the band's fifth fourth. and my fourth? I think it's fourth and third. Okay. I don't know. It's one of those. But well, time flies. Yeah. And every this, year I'm like, I'm, man, by the end of it, you're like exhausted and you're like, what? What did we gain? So I always say I don't want to do this again. Let's I let's really say every year. Let, let's Look, um, and even until like two weeks ago, I was like I do not want to do this thing again. Well, anything to but, get out of a New York winter and just go yeah, to Texas. That's gonna be nice. That desert heat for a little while. We have a bunch of cool shows around it, which kind of sold me. Like I said, anytime you're playing with the zombies, it's right. a show of a lifetime. And I also feel like <laughs> like whatever the festival yeah. is, there's always cool people down there. Yeah, like, no, yeah. And the great part is like you, yeah, you meet people from yeah. Texas and Austin, and they the come thing out. Is you have to have your band in a situation where you're prepared to take a mega loss mm -hmm. in in your you know. In your like financial right, monetarily. situation, yeah, sure. Like, you, know, you have to be prepared that, and we're we happen to be okay with that this year and so, the last couple of years, so that's okay, you know. But unless you're prepared for that, sometimes almost devastating 
financial, mm -hmm. you, you know. And like, it sucks. Walking around, <laughs> yeah. after, you know, like if you have if you have like an interview or performance at like say ten thirty, right? Come like ten p.m. Mm -hmm. You've just been walking around in the yeah. heat, maybe playing, play maybe maybe like drinking at a bar, maybe doing gear. an interview, maybe carrying a gear. Like come ten p.m. You're just yeah. like tired and it's awesome like Mardi Gras level people and you just want to like charge your phone and there's nowhere to yeah. charge your phone and you're just like And like we're also music, we're music fans. Yeah. So like we go and try and see, you see on top you of us these playing. It's you got, like, so. well you have 10 shows and you have to be here. On top of that, we try and go see every single thing we can, which is sometimes like, you know, because we're music fans. That's so this, we this do. was the yeah. first year that I'm just like, I don't know if I want to go back. But we're going. We are going to be there. We'll be alright. Um, I mean, so, when it comes to South By, do you feel like there are... Because I, I feel like there, the, it's sort of gotten to a place where the people that create the festival don't really listen to what musicians need from it. And musicians are obviously creating the need and the want to be there. So, is there something that... I mean, not to put you guys on the spot to think of like the best idea on the planet, mm -hmm. but is there something that you feel like would make it easier for you to go down there as a band Sure. Um, especially fans. if it makes sense financially. A shot Less of fireball fans. would help me. <laughs> 100%. Less bands. So, boom. So, don't yeah. have If you don't have an official showcase, stuff, you should not be down there. That, that, that makes simple. sense. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I, I sort of felt that way about um, CMJ this year. It was just like everyone was there. Like every, every band. There was, they didn't say no to anyone. And it's not that like every band shouldn't get a chance, every band should absolutely get a chance. But yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm but not yeah, here's get a I'm, I'm gonna. It's, it's, I, it's I have like to play devil's advocate. To get in or what? what is I it? have to play devil's advocate because a couple of years ago when we were down in Austin for South by Southwest, we walked as far east as we could on yeah. Sixth Street and found the most amazing show with some of the best bands that I saw at the festival that year. That was completely that, off the grid. That was a venue called The Grackle. That was The Grackle. And we saw my friend's band Shark. They're on Old Flame. They're great okay. friends of mine. And it was a great venue. Stage outside, stage inside, and a bunch of food trucks parked inside. And what we found is those were actually our, our favorite um, that was our CEO, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, what we found is... Uh, Don't give him any more fire. Those are one of our favorite uh, venues or places to be at, at yeah. South By was just sort of going out there and seeing like the un, uh, unfiltered, unsponsored... And that's the beauty of raw. the idea that was also, of the festival. Right. That, that's what the festival my favorite, was. Like, maybe my favorite show I years. saw last year, too. What, I, think, I think it is. It's real far east, and mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's almost like a little village like closed off it's uh, like little tiny streets I can't mm -hmm. remember the name but it's way off in the cut yeah and one of my favorite bands from Cleveland Mr. Gnome I went and saw them and it was nice like, um, my favorite show I saw was a random like you said I went into a random bar and Kurt Vile just came on stage I that's was like whoa this is crazy amazing. that's amazing yeah. that's and what you want cool, from you know? those experiences and I feel like sort of uh, you know CMJ sort of picked up on that because Maybe like four or five years ago, the spots to be in during CMJ were the unofficial yeah, uh, right. Williamsburg spots. Now, if you want to go to CMJ, all the all the venues to be at, all the hot spots, all the the, the bigger buzzy bands, whatever, they're playing some venues Lower East Side, and they're also doing Williamsburg. So it's like that's where you go to see that that kind of stuff. Right, but, sure. but, but and at honestly, CMJ, if you're going to catch the best thing, you've got to talk to the Doritos people. Got to yeah. make sure that well, you're on their side. That brings up my question. Yeah. I think it's like you have to have 
Okay, so when we went last year to South by Southwest, um, like I said, you need to shrink it down a little bit. And there's no reason for Kanye West and Jay-Z to be down at Absolutely South by not. Southwest. Yeah. Whether or not they're great artists Prince, or not, has nothing to do Justin with it. Justin Timberlake. Real, real no talk, I saw that. Jay-Z at South by Southwest. Yeah, well, and was not great. impressed. Oh, really? I was, <laughs> the, the, sound, right. the sound quality was an issue. Like the, I'm just saying, the that's not the, the venue student. for Lady Gaga to be at. Yeah. And it's and not she, the venue also for bands who are just going down there just to go down and hang out. Here's the out. thing. You know I think I mean? it is the it, venue for Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett because I feel like they could really bring it down a notch. <laughs> <laughs> Take it to the people. Um, really make it happen. And, and like a Get born and raised there. Austinite, an older guy, a friend of mine, musician, hates South by South. It's mm -hmm. just like a lot of Austin people. I, I think most Austinites would agree. Well, and, I, and I argue like, oh, look at the money it brings into the city. But what, but like, what he hates about it, he goes, it's not, it's not a festival about new bands being discovered. It's a branding festival for, you know, corporations. And I guess it has been. I mean, That's Doritos. That's you know, anyway, like, yeah. And he's like, it's not even what it, it's a shell it's of itself. It's still awesome. It's still yeah. cool. It's still Once great. we get down there, we're like, oh my gosh. Yeah, it's, it's just, still like We have awesome. so many, for, all yeah. of our, but, Friends that are in different bands, we get to see. We haven't seen them I just them question we what it does for uh, the bands that it's supposed to be designed for. Sure. Yeah. I think well, it's a little bit it, For of me, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of buying in instead of selling out. And I think that these brands and a lot of the attention that South by Southwest generates is the thing that makes it viable. You know, yeah. I mean, twenty or however many years ago when South by Southwest got started. You know, with Austin being the live music capital of the world, it's absolutely going to be a place where bands are going to go. You're going to be able to see the most amazing artists, but it's the brands that amplified it and made it kind of kind of brought it to the level where it is today. The and national that's, level. That yeah. national level. That would yeah, be exactly. like a, the it's, plus side of. The, but it's not yeah, a national, It shouldn't be a national festival. I, okay, no, no, and, and I can't disagree with you there, but at the same time, I, I feel like anything that makes the music industry pause for a second and say, hey, everybody, just pay attention to what's going on here. Yeah, and yeah, you're yeah. going to have Jay-Z, and you're going to have Kanye, and you're going to have everyone else coming through, but then at the same, in that same breath of an article or tweet or blog post or whatever it is, you're also getting you know, Shark, or right. that underground band that probably hasn't seen the light saw, of day. Like, La Luz out there. La, La, oh, La Luz is amazing, look, absolutely. Look, look what it did for Parquet Courts. They're, selling, yeah. they're like, I think they sold out Terminal 5. No. Or Webster Hall. Yeah, yeah they did. Webster they Hall. did. They just they sold out Webster they Hall. They played Cameo, like, last year. And then I saw them on a bridge in Austin, and now they're... they're so, is, if, if was everything... It the Bat Bridge? Did you go to the... They did, they did Palisades, too. There's like this new little venue in Bushwick. Oh, I know. Best It's it's a it's 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 a show space like in the old times of like Brooklyn. DIY, yeah. There's like a big pole in the middle of it. It sounds awful, but, but Parquet Courts played there two nights, and they did they have like screaming females playing. I think uh, if 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 you're poised for it and you're like the band and you're just hitting your stride and you and you do it right and you network properly, mm -hmm. South by Southwest can be better yeah. than any other th any other tool. And that's yeah. how we're going. Like for us, like that we have band. a new record Huge. coming out, so Absolutely. we have to be down there. But yeah, and it's, it's, it's that thing that help you them program out. around yeah. it. It's like you're ready for it, you go, and then, yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So we, we, we sort of uh, touched on this briefly, um, and we didn't get into this before, but um, you mentioned that like you guys have been a band for... I think you said five years. So yeah, if you want to want to talk, maybe we should know this at the beginning. But if you want to talk a little bit about how you guys formed, um, and then and like sort of what brought you here. Uh, sure. Uh, 
me and John, the guitar player of the band, mm -hmm. John Bonilla, we went to high school together in Queens, and we, nice. um, we were friends. We went away to college. Um, I went to University of Delaware. We went to York School of Music for a year, and then we nice. just said, let's come back to New York and play in a band. That's what we always wanted to do. So we came back and we started playing music, and um, we got Dylan. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dylan, we met when we were, uh, we, we would tour quite a bit in the Midwest and the Northeast when we first started, just playing shows wherever we could. And um, we played with Dylan's band. And, um, so you, you guys didn't just recruit Dylan because his name was Dylan looks. and your name came from a Bob Dylan song? Yeah. <laughs> you guys can't see my good looks through this podcast. <laughs> We're, we'll take pictures. We'll make sure the yeah. internet knows about yeah. how attractive you are. No, they, Don't they worry would, about that. Uh, <laughs> our, our old manager was my cousin, yeah, Albert. Our old uh, our, our, yeah. Nice. Uh, and they would play with, I, I played in my dad's band and then my band um, with my buddies in high school. And they would, we would play together when we played in Cleveland. And I, I just remember this recently, but I would see them and I was like, oh, they're great. And then I would every time accost them and I would say, when, is, when are one of these guys going to get up there and sing with you? With right. Mike. That's awesome. No one sang harmonies. And I was like, and I wasn't a harmony singer at all. And uh, it's funny to think back, but I was, I guess... I was like, one of these guys got to step up. You're doing the whole job yourself. And you're like, yeah, I know, man. But uh, long story short, they needed a bass player. Need a bass yeah. player. I didn't have a major in college. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So, <laughs> so, like, uh, so playing bass moved to New York. New York. It's, it's, New York. New York. it's good a major as anything. Right? Someone yeah. once told me long ago that like a bass player that can sing harmonies will always be valuable. So valuable. If they own a van, they will never lose <laughs> yeah. the band. Where is that from? The bass player needs... Oh, no, it's Ke I'm reading Keith Richards' book. The reason yeah. they kept Bill Wyman around is he had a Fox yeah, AC-30. Yeah, amplifier. None, of them, none of them, like, yeah, whole, having an amp was like a thing yeah. that only rich people did for them. So they were like, that's, he's got an amp. They all plugged into the same yeah. amp. That's a crazy thing. Um, yeah. all, you need is, all you need is one mic. Nas they, taught they me they that. All you need is one mic. No big deal. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the first time I heard John Baltz make a hip-hop <laughs> reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make hip-hop references all day. <laughs> it's very rare that I get the opportunity. Awesome. Well, yeah. yeah. So we got Dylan in the group. Um, we Dylan was in the band for like a month, and we recorded that album right on mm -hmm. the train in Nashville with uh, Adam Landry, who did Middle Brother record and, mm -hmm. Dear Dear record and all that stuff. Nice. Love your So team. we finished that record, and it took us a year of just gigging in the city and gigging around to get somebody to put it out. So we got a live records to put it out. They're out of L.A. They sound like the Black Keys, so like their first album, and yeah, Iggy yeah. Pop, a bunch of different bands and stuff. And then we've just been basically for the last two years touring, touring nonstop the record, and yeah. then we were able to make another record this year. Well, we did the Loaded thing in between for Record Store Day, right? And we uh, we got a chance to do this new record that's coming out, and we toured that record so much. Actually, there's, there's four people on the Ride on the Train uh, album cover, and one of them is Mike Graves, who was our drummer at the yeah. time. But Dylan made the cover. Dylan made the cover <laughs> a month in. Um, yeah, and, uh, but Graves, you know, we, we the lifestyle's not for everyone all the time. You guys remember giving me an autographed copy of this record? Yeah. I do. My crappy signature. Yeah, like, what <laughs> is that weird thing uh, on my face? This you might have been you say crappy, it looks good. I think it's a good look. It's changed since then. I've got a great one now. <laughs> All right, so we're, we're going to need a, a signed copy of the new record yeah. once that comes out. The back. The, Just the, you wait. The first All time of it. I I'm waiting. Guys, I'm, I'm right here. I think when you signed this was at a, um, uh, your publicist Fiona, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. yeah, Fiona Bloom. She, she like texted me. She's like, hey, this band, you got to come see them. Hollis Brown, they're playing 
right in the neighborhood, and our office is down the street, and you guys did like this little mini showcase. We did in that yeah. house. At, at that house, and right. it was. I remember like like. That was your first interaction with us. That was the first okay. time, and it was sort of like when you guys played here in our office. You're you like Mike. You kept telling me we're much louder than this normally. We're not just like a bunch of acoustic guitars and a keyboard. We rock, I like promise. we will rock out. And I was like, <laughs> I, I believe you. And he's like, trust me, live will 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 blow your face off. Um, and that show, like one of the good things about the songs is that they all translated well to like stripped down and then like turned up uh, really well. So that was, that was a really oh well, yeah, I think that's a sign of a good song. Right? Yeah, absolutely, kind of absolutely. Any way you 100%. play it, it's pretty good. Yeah. So yeah, so we did that record, and then we we needed a new drummer, so we got Andrew Zaino to keep up with the touring mm -hmm. and the, and the mm -hmm. this direction we wanted to go. And we also wanted to add a little more depth to us, like Dylan was talking about before, harmonies. Right. My favorite band is the Beatles, and so I love vocal Who? bands. That's a bold move. <laughs> I know. It's, it's whatever. Good it is what it is. But <laughs> good one. didn't last very long. Literally, yeah, it's, it's a good move. Yeah. Well, that's funny. We did a Velvet Underground. Read that the it's not, there's nothing funny about that. It's just really good. But I just love every. I love. We all love vocals. So we wanted to add another. You know, be able to sing a bunch and just add another dynamic with like a piano. So For we sure. needed nice. another player. Yeah. So we now we're a five-piece band and we got Adam Bach to yeah. fill in, do play piano and sing and help me. You know, so the new the new record um, coming out. You said coming out in May. Mm -hmm. uh, is it a lot of that same sensibility? Like, are you, are you guys writing the songs all together or? Um, how's everything coming together in rehearsals and stuff like that? You mean like is it, is it written? Is I it written? Mean, yeah, what was, the, what was the process? Done. Yeah, absolutely awesome. done. Oh, it's mastered. It's ready to go. Right on. Um, so how's that? How did that process? Is work, this a little Wayne well, situation where you're just dying to get it out, or yes, well, we don't write our second shit hip hop down. reference from second hip hop? I'm gonna keep making them until you stop making fun of me we for making them. Sure, I'll start making ska references then. Please, yes. Let's talk about ska music. I'm dying to get it out. Yeah, it does seem like it's been finished now. Like I don't realize that we put out an album like last year so but to me it's <laughs> sure. well, you, you guys like, have been playing dates non-stop yeah it's but like, for me i'm very on to the next i i i kind of just want to do the next thing always that's just the type of person i am um yeah even like this record it's done already but i'm thinking like hey what, what's the one's the next record all right so so talk to us about it what's next for you guys what's well, you're gonna put you're gonna put this record out. You're you're yeah, touring, go you're touring to support it. Well, the immediate yeah. future, Mercury Lounge, right? So yeah, that's, that's one fifth. thing we can talk about. March fifth, so. we're playing a Mercury Lounge, and we'll do the you know the two week tour South by Southwest in March. Nice. And then we're planning a big European tour, a couple months out in Europe. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So we're going uh, to Mexico for five days. We're excited Mexico. about the new record. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah, nice. All right. Mexico, so yeah. all right. So on the docket, March fifth, Mercury Lounge. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone come to that show if you're in town if you're in New York City come to that show it'll be a good time if you're at South by Southwest check these guys out yeah, they're um, on Instagram at Hollis Brown Music uh, Twitter is Hollis Brown um, this is Indie Indie Creators Indie Creators this is yeah. the, this is the, f the first podcast that yeah. we put out from this yeah and also in, if, wait if wait you have to have us back for the hundredth Oh, absolutely. 100%. 1, 100. Serious. Every 100, you have to have us back. Yeah. One, 100, 200, 300. All right, you're, you're, you heard it back. here. We're going to keep it 100 with Hollis Brown. <laughs> keep, you are in the That's number three. Tonight, right? I'm saying. Bad, man. I told you. Yeah, I keep amazing. making these. I'm keeping these. I'm going to keep making these references. The brings it out of him, I think. That is amazing. The microphone in Lagunitas Brewery. If you're listening, Lagunitas.
<laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. Uh, thanks so much, Dylan. Thanks so much, Mike. Thank Good you having guys. you guys. It's uh, amazing we'll you guys having on the road. Uh, be sure to pick up the record coming out in May. Mm-hmm. Wait, does the record have a name yet? The new record? Three shots. Three, Three shots. shots. All right. Which is exactly it. how many shots I should have had during this podcast. <laughs> so that's that's. Three less than what you actually Three had? Three less than what I actually had. <laughs> that makes sense. Or two less. I had one during the... Anyways, we'll have a guys, thank you so much for yeah, coming and joining us for our you, first man. podcast. It was amazing. And yeah, we'll keep, keep, keep it here. Keep, we'll keep it 100. <laughs> and there it was, ladies and gentlemen, the first ever Indie Creators podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to come back. We have much more in store for this series. Uh, thanks again to Mike and Dylan for coming to the bar and joining us. Hope you'll come back and check us out. In the meantime, be sure to hit us up on Twitter. You can find us at, at Indie Music, I-N-D-M-U-S-I-C. Yep, there it yeah, is. That's it. Thanks, guys. See you next time.